0: So the question is, who has the power? And right now the courts are saying, well, that's in the hands of the General Assembly. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC, good morning. It's good to be with you. This was the conversation of whether or not the General Assembly is allowed to call itself into session, a special session, to example, look at emergency orders from the governor. What Governor Holcomb said is you don't have the power to call yourself a special session. The Constitution of the state is clear. Only the governor can do such a thing. Veto. The General Assembly said, oh, we, vetoes, we don't need no stinking vetoes. And boom, an override. Governor Holcomb sues. It goes to the courts and a Marion County judge ruling that the state constitution gave the General Assembly the authority to determine when and for how long it will meet. Todd Rokita joins us right now, the Attorney General of Indiana on the drivehubler.com hotline. And sir, this seems like the result that you were looking for, you referred to it as a huge win for the people of Indiana. What is it you mean by that?
1: Well, hey Tony. well it's 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 quite clear. I mean separation of powers is there for a reason. You want in order to preserve individual liberty as best you can, you want to decentralize and separate as much power as you can. Uh that's what our founders uh knew uh from their experience with England when they wrote the federal constitution. And uh Indiana's uh framers uh, did the same thing. So Uh, So far, so good. Who knows if it's over yet? Uh, The governor uh, may uh, try to appeal this. And and so it could be the sixth inning of a baseball game or it could be uh, the ninth inning. So we'll see.
0: But the governor's point of view is that the Constitution does not allow for them to call themselves into special session. So how can they decide to call themselves into special session? This Marion County judge says, well, it's the General Assembly. They can call themselves in whenever they want. Is Was it your advice to the governor's office that, of course, the General Assembly can make this call on their own?
1: You know, it, it was. Uh, we've been saying it's constitutional all along. But even beside the point, um, the governor might have an opinion about the, the, what's constitutional, just like you might have an opinion or even me. Uh, but that doesn't mean the governor has a right to sue. Right? The people of Indiana have already paid for their attorney, and and that's my office. And so there's still that lingering question. You know, I imagine the um, uh, governor has run up probably two hundred thousand dollars or so of legal fees, Uh, and and the question still remains why, and is that even authorized? And it's not. I mean, the statutes are clear that 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 uh, the attorney general is the attorney for the state, Uh, and and the the analogy is this: you know, GM, you know, think of the company GM. Yeah, you never see Buick suing Chevy. Right, just like you shouldn't see the General Assembly or the Governor suing each other, it's Tony Katz. If it gets a bad car, may sue GM, and that's how this is supposed to be structured uh, from the beginning, and and for good reason, Tony. You don't want governors suing legislature legislators and vice versa over policy disputes, which this is. The governor is not the final arbiter of the Constitution. We all swore an oath to defend the Constitution, so if if this precedent is allowed to stand where governors can sue legislators and vice versa costs are going to go through the roof and you will overpower the judicial branch you will make them super legislators which even they would say i'm sure that they don't want to be
0: Talking to the Attorney General of Indiana, Todd Rokita, on the drivehubler.com hotline. Uh, this was an argument that, that you were making, that you are the the, the lawyer uh, for uh, the, the governor. The governor is still able to, uh, as as we saw in some rulings, uh, make their own decisions, hire their own people. The question before us is whether or not this continues, whether or not this goes down the line, whether or not uh, the, the governor decides to push back on this. Uh, if he does, this is going to the Indiana Supreme Court, or is this something that can go a little higher?
1: No, I mean it would end at the Indiana Supreme Court. This is a completely a state issue. There's no federal question here uh, that would bump it into a federal district court or anything like that, or federal appellate court or anything like that. So, you know, this is, this is where it'll end if if an appeal uh, is call is requested, and 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 we'll see. Uh, but I, you know, really, <clears throat> I've been directly involved in this case from the very beginning. And in fact, going to the to the governor and, and saying, "Hey, please don't do this." And for all the so reasons, you did speak you know, to him. You spoke
0: it. directly with Governor Holcomb and said, you, sh- "You, you, you don't have it here. Don't, don't go forward."
1: Oh, so, several times, and our, and my staff even more. And then we wrote a 16-page, very nice letter saying, "Hey, here's all the reasons why." And he wrote me a one pager back saying, "Well." Democratic retired judge Frank Sullivan said it's okay so we're gonna do it
0: when he, the governor if he were to decide to to fight this will you be writing that letter again hey don't do this or will it be uh, a, a little louder
1: well no I mean it, it isn't unpersonal or anything like that it's something I would do for any client I mean, would, that we would do I mean, you know by the way my staff has done an excellent job speaking of staff you know that you know we had an excellent team on this case. They're the same kind of attorneys and same attorneys, in fact, that work on hundreds of cases for the people of the state of Indiana with just as much vigor and just as much concentration, saving taxpayers millions of dollars a year, not only in legal fees, but in in judgments that we're able to get in favor of taxpayers. So it's the same crew. We did not hire outside counsel or anything like that for this. It's the same public servants that help in all our cases, and they really – or they argued it well and they briefed it well and and we'll see where it goes from here uh like I said it may not be over but the, you know that's that's the point i want to make but you know you know the governor has decided what he wants to do and you know you know we'll, we'll, it'll be all figured out including you know whether or not he was authorized to spend that money
0: well uh, that, the, the whether or not he's authorized to spend money in a in a, in a lawsuit he's, he felt fine in bringing that's an interesting question but before i let you go attorney general uh todd todd rokita um Let's get now to the idea of what's causing this in 30 seconds or less, the executive orders uh, that have been coming from Governor Holcomb. Is that, is that allowed? Can he do month after month after month of executive order regarding health?
1: Well, under the current law, he's, he can. Uh, but, you know, now we have this law where the General Assembly can come in if they decide to and perhaps curtail those orders by passing another law. So, you know, that was the check and balance, and that's what this lawsuit's all about. And, again, uh, the people won last night when that opinion was issued because we have a separation of powers, and it it keeps people more connected to their representatives, which allows them to come in and call themselves in so that they can pass laws or prohibit things on behalf of the people.